previously on Box Cutters. It is really warm in here. It's really mm. hot. Get your gear off. <sighs> I can't get any more gear off. It's getting hot. And that's yeah. the sort of insight you tune in for every week. <laughs> Box cutters. Box cutters. Good evening, viewers, and welcome to Box Cutters episode 358. This is not the time. My name's Brett Cropley, in the studio for this episode. Marion Blythe. Hello, Internet. Nicola Holiday. Hi, everyone. Tuddy. Hello. <laughs> and for first time uh, co-hosting, Steel Saunders. Hey, you guys. Hey, welcome, Steel. Hi. Oh, jeez. I feel like I've just walked in on the wrong podcast. Really? <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> I have a complaint about a newsreader. A what? Come on, people. <laughs> Every second letter to the green guide. Now, now, uh, now, now all the listeners have a complaint about a podcasting <laughs> in-joke. <laughs> oh. Ouch. <laughs> all right, let's bring everybody up to speed. Still, you present a, a fabulously successful podcast, I Love Green Guide Letters. Yeah, what, 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 what weird words to have in the same sentence. Fabula- fabulously <laughs> successful podcast. What does that mean? I get it's to an oxymoron. Come, come on, other so, podcasts. I Love Green Guide Letters, yes, where we... Uh, Make petty complaints about people's petty complaints. And, and you've been doing that for a while? We have been doing it for two years almost. We've got the 100th episode on 30th of November. You're looking forward That's to your fun. eighth year? Uh, no. <laughs> have you, have you pitched it to anyone? Have you tried to get it on the tally? I have not pitched an eighth year as yet. <laughs> no, no, pitched a, a I Love Green God Letters podcast TV show. No, I haven't made that transition it's yet. Fair. There's a lot going on in that. You, yeah. do, you do live shows, though. The live shows are lots of fun. Yeah, we've recorded them. We've just got to, um, They may appear on a television next year oh. in some very uh, lo-fi manner. Excellent. Will your hundredth yeah. show be live? Can we come? You can come. Woo! You can. Uh, it's at Shebeen on the thirtieth. I love Shebeen. Yeah, cool. so it's uh, it's going to be great. I'm I'm writing nice. very uh, high pitched sucky emails to uh, celebrities as we speak. Excellent. <gasps> wow. Which is going to really drop the level of this podcast because <laughs> I'm preoccupied. You know that that you know that the biggest celebrity that can show up is Dave Lawson. We could hook that up for you. He's in everything, you know. Yeah, he's in everything. We know him. He's been in it. He's been in it. What was that film clip that he was in the American Band? The follow up. Wheatus. Thank you. He's been in a Wheatus film clip. Oh yeah, they were good on the on the poster. Dave Lawson, <laughs> then as seen in that American Band, and then the, and then the credit Wheatus. just fades off into a mumble. Wheatus. They were popular in the nineties. It sounds like Weezer with a speech impediment. <laughs> Although I'm excited to learn that we talk about how Dave Lawson's in everything, including one of our favourite appearances in It's a Date, but I've just learnt that Steele's also got a pretty fabulous time in that. Short, but powerful. Uh, very powerful. I was I was drunk guy at RSL, yes. Yep. And, um, what was your last line in, in that Lawrence episode? Oh, it wasn't my last line. It was the line that, that was last said to me, which was, fuck off, cockhead. <laughs> which is so, fuck off, cockhead. Fever has run wild over Melbourne. Uh, people are... Mm-hmm. Winding down their windows and yelling it out to me. <laughs> I can't go um, anywhere. Strangely enough, they were doing that before the show aired, so um, <laughs> there was a lot of uh, you know pre-hype, a lot of buzz, a lot of wom, word of mouth. As oh, I said. Um, mm. thank you. Got wom, it. Love it. Write that one down. Is that your first cameo? I still see it more of a starring. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's, it, it, like everyone calls it. It's a date. That, but to me, it's the drunk guy at RSL Diaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You might, you could, oh. you could pitch a character from that 
into something else. Yeah, well, like, you know, in Star Wars, it's all about Luke Skywalker, but Luke Skywalker doesn't actually appear until like half an hour into the, the movie. Mm. So that's like Drunk Eyed RSL. He didn't appear till five episodes in, but yeah. it was all build up. So now that they've seen <laughs> your gold, Drunk Eyed RSL is going to be written into maybe some other things. Yeah, oh, it's, um, I don't know if you've seen the update of the Bible, but. Um, <laughs> This. That water into wine situation. Yeah, yeah. Drunk Guy RSL was all about it. Yeah, he was giving out frankincense to everyone. <laughs> now, surely the age would be up for getting some good content for their website. They have some of the high, most highly produced content I've seen on a website anywhere, I think. Well, I didn't realise it's going to turn into a pitch meeting for my podcast. <laughs> now, they've been a little bit stent since, like, Andrew Murphy used to run the uh, Green Guy, used to be the editor, and mm. he left and... Did he leave because of your show? No, th- I think that was his favourite bit of, <laughs> of doing it. He, he, he was a guest on the show, but communications with the Green Guy ceased once he, he left. So, come back, Andrew, and we can have more fun. Yeah, I don't know. They just seem a little bit... It's, I think it's a little bit... It's more syndicated now throughout... Like all around Australia, where it used to yeah. sort of be a bit more central, like there was a bit like, more Melbourne, now yeah, it's a bit more Sydney, yeah. So like now it's color. sort of just like when they want to do stuff about the podcast or someone wants to, it's well, that's not going to play in the Sydney one because it's not called the Green Guide. And Screw Sydney, I know, I know. So, um, it's the Green Guide slowly withering away, but we're still there to read out the letters in a high pitched voice. <laughs> You're gonna have to change the show to like I Love Dolly Doctor. <laughs> To I love oh, Dolly Doctor. Yeah, yeah that, actually, um, scrap that. Ed, don't put that in the podcast. I want that. Yeah, I, I look forward to doing that one from a, a medium security prison <laughs> with Chris Lilly. He could help. It's not a practical podcast. You don't have to actually be no. the Dolly Doctor. No, it's um, that's it's not not a good idea, guys. I'm not sure if you, if you want a thirty-something guy reading out um, letters about. Spots. I got my first period. He's not it. Still's not your guy. Still's not your guy yeah. for that. No, no. So did you get into it because you're a fan of uh, television and complaining about television? I'm a fan of complaints. That's what I like. It's it's television's got nothing to do with it. I just just the complaints and the, just that what would drive someone because you know like when the, like someone cuts you off or something and you might write down their license plate but you don't do anything about it. But these people go, oh, that ad annoyed me. And then, like, the next day, like, it's still annoying me. I'm going to write a letter. Like, I just, I like what drives people to do that. Mm. Do you know what? I used to be really uptight, and I used to be the letter writer, and I wrote into the Green Guide years and years ago. This is, like, in 1998. And I also wrote into leader newspapers, like, several million times about, like, shit that annoyed me in my community, like the rubbish truck didn't like they they had really squeaky brakes and so at five AM I lived on Station Street. At five AM they would like wake me up because noise would happen and I wrote a letter to the you know and I was um awake from Fairfield. <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> You know and I kept doing it and then I just went why am I doing this? <laughs> Why am I the crazy old lady? I'm not old. Yeah. So leave it. So that was. Uh, but bef- I feel. I feel. Time. I feel for your for the Green Guide people. That was before social media. When when yeah, since it was old when school. You've had, had an I was penning a letter on my Angela Lansbury typewriter. Yeah. 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 I think it's like finding something. Like if you're in a queue, it's finding someone that's handling something that's wrong worse than you is 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 great like yeah. like if you're in a queue at the airport and it sucks but if the person in front of you is like handling it way worse like just really cracking the shits it's like it now becomes entertainment <laughs> and you want there to be more delays because it's, it's just hilarious to watch someone handle it way less so um yeah a lot of the people that write in about the green guide they've got good complaints i guess but they're handling it so badly that it's awesome because it's just 
Who cares? Don't write a letter. Just record it and watch it at whatever time you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So this is a whole new world for you, uh, looking at television from a, with a critical eye. Yeah, and we're also not in someone's lounge room. So this is a little, <laughs> bit, it's a little bit professional, you guys. So. Bit of an upgrade. Yeah. 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 We do what we can. Yeah, now I'm expected to actually know what the shows are. Some of the, We like to read out letters about shows that we have no idea what they are <laughs> and then just like suppose what they may be. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Time Team, that was a good one. We oh, never knew what. Time Team. We thought it was a group of people that love clocks. <laughs> <laughs> Clock <good>. collectors. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But what would what would yeah. what would happen in ti- in in a clock collecting time team show? Like what would what what crazy antics would they get up to? Hey, no one said there'd be crazy antics. <laughs> It'd just be a lot of quarter past seven. Um, <laughs> just a lot of looking at clocks, looking yeah. ready for time. It's a very earnest program. So yeah. it was just the number that you call to find out what the time is. Yeah, televised. In a group, a group of you get together to all the numbers. Finally. Hey, that might be a good like sitcom. You could have like that call centre. You could do a show like based in the time call centre. So what, what, what would the sitcom be about? Like the, the different audio recordings interacting mm. with each other? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, the people ringing. Okay, so you're totally throwing out how recordings work. You don't get to talk to the other person. <laughs> Like you know, There's that'd be awesome. That'd There's be so good if you could, person. if you rang up that f- that that time thing and you got to talk. It was like an open line with everyone else that wanted to know the time. <laughs> do you know what I do? I always call nurse on call. You know, nurse on call. Yeah, I call nurse you on can't call. Call nurse on call for a chat all the time for crazy shit because like I've I always get in situations where weird stuff's happening. Like the other day, I was bitten by a mouse, my pet mouse. But uh, I put I put on Facebook. Excuse me, everyone. Not asking for myself, but um, does anyone know if if uh, if one was bitten by a mouse, would they maybe contract rabies? And uh, and everybody was like, call mouse. nurse on call. And I said, but I call nurse on call for the stupidest things, like really weird. And they put it on a database, and they're gonna next time they're gonna send the cat team the complex whatever team to um, see if you're crazy. Yeah, co- yeah, to see to to, to <laughs> check my my um, mental health because yeah. Maybe but, maybe but one time, time. But one time I called <laughs> Nurse on Call and it was like four o'clock in the morning. I can't remember what my situation was. I think it was a spider. Nurse on Call <laughs> loving you. It was a spider or something. And, um, and, the, and, and, I said, and then I spoke to this guy for ages and then I was like, you know what? Oh, no, it was a discoloration. I had a discoloration on my arm. <laughs> and I was doing the whole George Costanza. Look, it's TV rel- rel- relative because it's relevant. Um, because I was doing the whole George Costanza bit. You know how he has the discoloration on his lip? And I was no. like, but it's a discoloration. It's like totally different to the rest of my arm it's like white and I'm dark and and uh, and the the woman like asked me lots of questions and she said you know what I think you're going to be all right don't worry about it and uh, and then an hour later I thought yeah that was really I should I can't believe I wasted their time I'll call them to apologize <laughs> obviously I wasn't sober <laughs> and um and I called them to apologize and the guy was like hey it's all right like this time of night it's um we don't get lots of calls and we ended up having this really great chat for a while, mostly about infectious diseases, but I felt I felt like we had a connection. It was good. You went out for a while. Yeah. Still, still's getting a really good insight into this is the mind of the people that write green card letters. Yeah, I, I think you need to look up the what the words "really good" mean. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, so uh, we've got an entertaining show this week. I'm sure it's going to be entertaining. We've got a busy Cocky. show. <laughs> you know, confidence, it's, it's attractive. We are having a look at Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or as Marion likes to say, Marvel's Agents of... Marvel's Agents of S, full stop, H, full stop, I, full stop, E, full stop, L, full stop, D. 
cool stuff. If Marion hasn't uh, run out of voice <laughs> saying that every time that uh, Marvel's agents come up, then uh, we'll be hearing her, who her crushes are mm-hmm. this week. Angry Old Man is in for a rant. Got no idea uh, what that might be about. And it doesn't really look like he has much of an he's idea smiling. what it might be about. Now, he's Stay smiling. tuned, you guys. He seems fired up. He, he's looking pretty angry. He's always angry. We got a letter with uh, a bit of a recommendation that long-time Box Cutters listeners would have uh, may remember from way back in the distant past. Mm-hmm. We'll be uh, giving you a heads up on some really good stuff to watch on the telly. But first... As always, let's kick things off with the Box Cutters News. And now for the news. Netflix has been creating original content uh, for the past couple of years, and we've seen some great stuff with that, such as Arrested Development. Well, their foray into original programming has paid off with their global subscriber numbers just uh, passing the 40 million mark. Wowzers. Subscribers around the world. And their profits quadrupling from the same period last year. So things are going really good for that. We, we, we probably never will hear uh, what their viewing figures are, how many, how many people are actually watching each of their programs, because they don't have to sell the advertising. It's different business model but if this is going well for them and we're getting good content out of it from netflix then this is just a good day Mm. for uh, television yeah definitely and we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago weren't we about ratings and stuff and how netflix are They've basically invented a, a business model that really doesn't care how many people watch it as, yeah. as long as their gross number of subscribers keeps on, keeps on climbing. That's it, and it's going great guns, so. It seems like there's two types of people, people who have never used Netflix and people that won't shut up about yeah. how good Netflix is. <laughs> there's no in-between. You're no. one extreme or the other. Yeah, that's a good point. And I'm, it's awesome, you guys. Mm. It is pretty sweet. Yeah, it is great. And yes, no word as yet still as to uh, if and when Netflix might be available locally for Australia without having to use a uh, geo-blocker workaround. Yeah, it seems like it's, it's available, but just not... Yeah. Just not street legal. You can do it. And, yeah, well, you can yeah tell not street legal, but I don't, I don't think the cops are going to pull you over and say, hey, you're not supposed to be paying for that content from the States because... They will if you're watching it in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned Angela Lansbury before and still was saying that Murder, She Wrote's coming back. NBC are going to... Well, are looking to reboot Murder, She Wrote with somebody called Octavia Spencer starring. Uh, do, you know, do you know her work? Uh, I, don't, I don't know her work at all, but she's African-American. We should mm. point that out. And the, the weird thing about Murder, She Wrote was that this woman, wherever she went on holiday, people get killed and no one ever raised an eyebrow. But she was like an elderly white woman. Mm-hmm. If, like, if some 37 <laughs> black woman, just people getting killed wherever she goes... Eyebrows are going to be raised. Like, I don't want to like racially profile people here, but um, this is the world that we live in. It is. So, um, I the think, identity like, kit will uh, always look like a black person. Yeah, I think by if we have like the box cutters rule of three, by the third episode, she's going to be in prison. Hey, you know she's an Oscar winner. Really? <laughs> for what? What did she win an Oscar? For? How many cigarettes can you trade that for in prison? <laughs> Golden Globe as well. Is it really gold? Is it made of gold, or is it just gold plated? I don't it's think they're the sort of the questions program. that show business is ready to answer. I'm asking the hard questions today. And that is the Box Cutters News. 
Hi, I'm Ryan Shelton, Box Cutters' favourite ever guest, and uh, I've really enjoyed myself on Box Cutters, so listen as much as you can, because um, I'll be having it on loop on my iPod. What does S.H.I.E.L.D. stand for, Agent Lord? Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. And what does that mean to you? It means someone really wanted our initials to spell out S.H.I.E.L.D. It means we're the line between world and a much weirder world. We protect people from news they aren't ready to hear. And when we can't do that, we keep them safe. Something turns up, like this Shatari neural link. We get to it before someone bad does. Any idea who Von Schott was planning to sell it to? I'm more interested in how this rising tide group found out about it. I thought they were just hackers. What changed? Everything's changing. A little while ago, most people went to bed thinking that the craziest thing in the world was a billionaire in a flying metal suit. Then aliens invaded New York and were beaten back by, among others, a giant green monster, a costumed hero from the 40s, and a god. I don't think Thor is technically a god. Well, you haven't been near his arms. The Battle of New York was the end of the world. This, now, is the new world. People are different. They have access to tech, to formulas, secrets they're not ready for. Why was I pulled out of Paris? That you'll have to ask Agent Coulson. Uh, yeah. I'm clearance level six. I know that Agent Coulson was killed in action before the Battle of New York. Got the full report. Welcome to level seven. Sorry, that corner was really dark and I couldn't help myself. I think there's a bulb out. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a new incarnation in the Marvel world of superheroes, created by Marissa Takaran, Jed Whedon, and Joss Whedon, continuing the Marvel juggernaut, which includes the Avengers, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Captain America, and all the rest, which started up when Disney bought Marvel Entertainment in 2009. The show airs on ABC in the US and on Channel 7 locally, and has been given a full season order of... 22 episodes. Nicola, what do you think of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Mm, I think because I haven't seen a lot of Joss Whedon, I wasn't a Buffy fan. I sort of... <gasps> what I know, is wrong with it's, you? It's highly controversial. <laughs> so I sort of missed some of that. There's sort of a lot of language and slightly in-jokes and stuff that if you've seen that, you'll really appreciate. So some of that I was sort of a bit off with. I really liked the production values. I thought it um, was produced brilliantly mm-hmm. um but again i was still just trying to catch up with who the main guy what's his name who's uh, come back from the other phil coulson of coulson who's back from the movies because i haven't seen them either um, oh you've seen none of the movies <laughs> no. oh. but i realized that we can't have iron man and the avengers in the show because they're all away doing other movies saving so that, the world saving the world so that fitted with the you know the timeline and i liked some of the characters particularly the little sciencey couple who together are called fitzsimmons Somebody Fitz and Somebody Simmons. So mm-hmm. I thought they were cute and I like how they try and find little use science and things to solve a few problems. But I was a bit confused about how Coulson was alive and whenever anyone asked about it, he just said, Tahiti is a magical place. So there's obviously more down that rabbit warren. Well, also in the first episode, we see that it seems that he's not even aware of what exactly Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they say... 
you know, never tell him. Someone whispers. You can that. never know. You can never know. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a bit sort of. It's just I'm enjoying watching it, but it's not. It's, I, I haven't. I'm not familiar with that world. I, I sort of think that maybe he should never know because. The, the plot behind him coming back is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then he'll be disappointed both as an actor and a character in the program. Yeah, don't tell him. Because that was the thing, when they announced it that, and he was going to be the main person, everyone was like, well, if it's after Avengers, yep. how, is, how is he going to stay in it? And yeah. I, I don't know. It's just that, 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 that I'm not a comic book guy, but I'm, I'm like a Star Wars guy, but I, I love the movies. I love the mm-hmm. Marvel films. And, yeah, I don't know, they, they have to crack that egg pretty soon to explain why he's back. Do they have to? Yeah. Isn't it a slow oh, burn, though? I, mean, this I is, think this they is will. I think it's a slow burn, but mm. surely there's got to be something revealed about it. I think it's been dealt with. I, oh, I think I that this yeah. is a world where, where superheroes are real, people, people with superpowers are real. Yeah. Why, why can't there be some kind of process where you can actually bring somebody back from the dead? Yeah, but if someone, like, before an ad break goes... He can never know. Yeah, exactly. Then the audience There's something needs to, to know. know. Yeah. Like, we need to end the season with I this. I think eventually like, we'll know. It's just like, what's down the hatch lock? You can never know. <laughs> you have to know. You're going to know. You're going to know. So, still, you're a long-standing fan of uh, the Marvel world? Oh, just, just on film. Just you've had a look just, at them. Just I mean, superhero it, boys like on film. There's not that much to distinguish the films apart from you know they're massively budgeted. This is a this is a big budget show. Yeah, but um, I don't get because I haven't read the comic books. Like when I go see the Marvel films, I don't get to have that. Oh, they you know the, the people, they got something wrong or yeah, they, like something doesn't follow canon. Yeah, and some back character is, is is portrayed wrong that to me that's nothing mm-hmm. um but the film the show was cool but it just seems i don't know just like a bit corny like like someone said someone explained like some technician explained something then the cool action guy went in english and it's just like really <laughs> isn't isn't that i thought i got well i don't know i thought that was the way that buffy the buffy language was a bit corny on purpose Maybe no. You know, I, I was I, so so. This was Agent Ward speaking yeah. with with the geeks, basically yeah. Fitzsimmons. Um, and for me, those two were almost like a callback to all the scientists on Bones. And Agent Ward was like oh, Sealy yeah, Booth, yeah, okay. and and so there's this antagonism where he can take him out, but they're much smarter than him. And, and yep. there's there's that very similar relationship there. I just think like the weight of the situations in the show that it's not portrayed through the characters, like. The, the girl that's like the terrorist comes in on the plane for the interrogation, but it just turns into like a highfalutin speed date. It yeah, sort of turned into an episode of Friends. On the airplane with the hacker lady. <laughs> yeah, we just... And she's always got amazing hair. Yeah. Even and, though she lives in a van. But just like the, the, the witty, sexually charged banter is, is sort of just like... It totally took me out of it. It was not, not, not good. Isn't that just something to uh, to keep the ladies interested? Oh, d- is it, oh isn't sorry. That about, oh, sorry. Isn't it about wanting to have a relationship between two oh. of the major characters? Sorry, girls. I, I didn't mean. Oh, I, I didn't mean to insult you. That um, sexist. That, that ladies like bad dialogue. Sexist. No, that was bad dialogue. One we, of don't, the- we don't need romantic like possibilities to be interested in a show. It's not a lady thing. But it, it gets its, it's claws a hopeless in if it's romantic got it, it? thing. <laughs> Can I say one of the things I thought Marion would um, like the, as a line? I don't know if she's seen Agent Grant Ward or Agent, Agent Handsome. Ward. <laughs> some people that aren't me call him. 
Um, and it was a bit of the world between worlds thing. He said, we're the line between the world and a much weirder world. We protect people from news they're not ready to hear. And then we, and when we can't do that, we keep them safe. The brief of the organisation is, is really interesting. What I, I, I do enjoy that uh, it's set in, in real New York City rather than, than being in Gotham or, or in, yeah, yeah. You know, Smallville or, or whatever. Yeah. And that's, I think, one of the things that uh, I've quite enjoyed about the Marvel stuff in general. I did find similarities with uh, the organisation and probably with how the show is going to go with stuff like Warehouse 13. You guys? Seen it. And with Middleman, which is which is basically these kind of shady organisations which are set up to take control of powerful objects. It just always seems that the government's working against us, and Men in Black as well. Um, it's It's got those kind of overtones as well. Yeah, but because it's like... It's got the Marvel license. Is is more weight on it? Do you know, like they've got this one chance to do a, a really nice Marvel show on television. So mm. it, apart from those other shows, which I, I I never saw, I saw a bit of Fringe, which I guess is a little bit similar. But because it's it's got that license, it's like, can you please make it good? And also, yeah. I also really want to go well because that it's sort of like a blueprint for how maybe Star Wars will go big Star Wars fan and they just got bought by Disney as well mm-hmm. about to do new films about to do spin-off films like they, they do with like Thor and Avengers and then eventually they'll do a TV show as well so it's sort of like I'm, I'm not that invested in how this is going to go but um, as a test case I, I really want to go well because I'd, I'd like to see lightsabers weekly that'd be good what do you think about the CGI little bit shit I'm, I haven't really taken that much notice of it little bit shit have you noticed a bit shit stuff? Mm. I haven't noticed that much of it to think it's... Nicola's good. nodding yes. Yeah, but I'm so, I am probably still struggling with the whole concept. I do like the sciencey things, and I've liked it, I said before I like the Fitzsimmons little sciencey geeks mm. and the stuff they do in biotech. I can maybe grasp a bit. But, um, yeah, I think for such a big budget, I think the CGI should be better. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just like the comic, the medium of comic books, like on television, but all the characters are so nonchalant about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like when they, they, I think it's in the second episode, they go into some temple where there's a thing lodged on the wall and there's a, there's like a professor that's discovered it and they're like, you have to get out of here now. And then like the bumbling sidekicks just start prodding the thing that might explode like this dimension and it's sort of like not a like the weight of everything is 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 sort of forgotten very easily and it sort of goes into that buffy like we're sort of winking at the camera dialogue it's that thing because it's like it's for a younger audience as well so everything's over explained and everything's which we've said we said we said it about vikings and about sleepy hollow as well that I, I personally find it frustrating because I want I want to have to think I want to have to I like intelligent dialogue and stuff. You don't like being spoon fed exposition. No, yeah. You much prefer uh, uh, a bit of sex on screen so that they can sneak it <laughs> yeah. in there, so still, like like in Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I also didn't like in I think it was the first episode where the storyline from Iron Man three, which which kind of sucked with the the people that were on sort of mutant steroids and that glow, like was brought into that episode, like because it was. It was such a down. Like there's there's hardly only Batman is a good third superhero film, but the third Iron Man was it. It was had a disappointing storyline for me. You know how people start glowing, like that guy, the 
the the guy that sort of did the superhero work cover advertisement mid episode you know he goes back and i worked hard for you and then starts beating him up because he's got superhero powers how he started glowing red that was in the third iron man film so it was was sort of just like that film was not that good now you're reminding me of it i did like his uh at the end that guy that was on the superhero steroids he did like a kanye west-esque rant at the end in the uh in the train station which was pretty good i think it's a like it's a slow burn but i'm gonna stick with it and so Are you going to keep on watching? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep on watching because hopefully it gets better. No, I can't. I, uh, oh, I it's, don't know. it's certainly not appointment TV for you. So no, it's not. I've got a lot of other things. that I'm going to stick with the blacklist, much to Tuddy's chagrin. But I don't have enough time for this. And just because it's just a bit out, out of my head league. Thing. Just not enough time. Space. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a comic book girl from way back. I was like into X Men in the nineties. I I feel is, like I, I should watch it. Like you, you've but, said but that I, they've I, raised I, the bar because it's a Marvel thing. Have they have they made that level? No, I feel like I should watch it because it's Mar- like because I love the film so much. But I also have no inclination to watch it at all. Yeah. And they had on one of the later episodes, Samuel L. Jackson had a bit of a cameo, which was really cool. Nick Fury. Yep. And. I think maybe if they have, like, I could see if, like, they get Robert Downey or something to go, just do a, like, a five minute cameo. So it's just a feel good cameo thing for you. But that might just get me to back in to watch it just to see what goes on in that episode because I think as they start filming Avengers 2, which comes out in 2015, they'll, they'll probably, f- like, and this is sort of like the new media integration, they will film stuff for the TV show, like on the movie set. Has the Marvel Universe just become an opportunity for cross-promotion uh, like we've seen with current affairs shows uh, on, <laughs> on our televisions today? I think it became that a long time ago, actually. But, um, yeah, I, I, but that's how it's all going to work like it's all going to come you know you watch tv show watch the movie get the download read the comic listen to the podcast buy the action here yeah like the action figures yeah buy the the can of soda with the picture on the side it's a it's going to be a, a five-dimensional assault on us for uh, for comic book fans so for me it's it's fun it's it's bubblegum tv it looks kind of nice uh, i'm sure there's millions and millions put into to each episode there were times there where uh, i was kind of reminded of flash forward and and so this is co- the kind of money that came out of lost uh flash forward they were trying to, to get up to uh to be the replacement can't miss tv kind of thing that they were trying at the time so it's, it's definitely got that look it's got a lot of money about it but yeah really bubblegum doesn't really matter to me if if i see it or i miss it if it's on i'd probably sit down and have a look at it but i'm not necessarily going to be seeking it out or or uh, setting my alarm i just want someone to tell me about coulson when that happens that's all <laughs> why is he dead it's the burning question why why isn't he dead i'll set up a google alert for you thank you I'll, I'll send it to you immediately uh so locally you can check that out on channel seven so is it on monday nights it's on during the week on Channel 7 and uh, Yahoo 7. You Fact can check. Catch it's here up. somewhere, am I? And you can catch up with it on Yahoo 7 or else in the States on ABC. Marianne, tell us. All my crushes this week. Uh, so my boy crush is on a one Sam Pang. What? 
Mr. Samuel Pang. Wait a minute, he's not on telly at the moment, is he? He, uh, he well, he's on. Um, so he has reunited with Santo Chilaro and Ed Cavalier, and they're doing a weekly Monday night sports show on Fox Sports 1 um, for football, European football. Soccer? Yep, soccer. Yep. That's the one. The world and, game. Uh, the world game. Why isn't it on SBS? Why are they doing it on cable? <laughs> I know, it's so crappy. I love Sam. Um, people, listeners might know Sam if they listen to Triple R. He was a breakfaster. Um, and, of course, um, Eurovision. Eurovision, the best. Love. He and Julia are excellent in Eurovision. And now, now, have you got a uh, have you got a personal collection of Sam with his top off anyway? No. Uh, no, I do know Sam though, and he's he's lovely. He's a very funny um, man, and uh, yeah. Sam, oh, Sam, always, does, Sam doesn't need broadcast crushed. TV to be crushed on. That's, he really doesn't. That's the sex appeal of Sam Pang. It's raw. It's raw, and um, yeah. I'm into it. He's, a, he's, a, he's the thinking woman's beefcake. He is the thinking woman's oh, no, crumpet. Geez. Yes. Um, and uh, my girl crush is on Sarah Michelle Gellar. So she's in this awful show. Well, really? we don't know that it's awful. We don't know that it's awful. It's called The Crazy Ones, and it's probably awful. It looks awful. But her... Yeah, you haven't had a look at it. <laughs> no. But, but but I've seen all the promos and stuff, and there's billboards and stuff around town. Yeah, bus shelters and whatever, which got me thinking about Sarah and <laughs> in a romantic way. So I went back to Buffy. So, like, I don't want to watch The Crazy Ones, but I'll watch Buffy all over again. So I've been crushing on Sarah Michelle Gellar and Mr. Sam Pang. <laughs> Tuddy, angry, old man. <laughs> this week I'm uh, actually angry with myself. <laughs> oh God. Are you going to implode? Angry because I've been sucked in to Big Brother. Sucked in, big time. It's going to be thing to watch this week. It's eviction. It's the final week. Oh. We're down to the final six. <laughs> Tuddy, who no. are you going for? Who are you going for? I'm going for Tim. Tim, he's the funny one. Is he the is he the curly blonde haired fella? Yes, yes, that's Tim. What? He's, he's totally fake. Yeah, but so are Ed and Jay. <laughs> no, and yeah, they're all stop. awful. Still stop this nonsense. Dumb and boring. Boog is annoying, and she's an intruder. Drew, Boog's a girl. Boog's a girl. <laughs> I think that's her name. No, it's Boog. Does Boog. she have a really runny nose? Why is she called Boog? She talks it like this all the time. It's uh, Drew, he's a narcissist And uh, Tahan, same deal, narcissistic You'd have to be a bit narcissistic to go on Big Brother Well you would, but uh, season 8, I couldn't believe that it's actually season 8 Like I've actually googled this, I'm hooked I'm I'm in and I'm angry with myself. I'm angry with I can't you. Believe. This is actually the most upset I've seen you, Tony. <laughs> because I'm, I'm so that's I found my way onto you know commercial TV and that's by the way of just SBS and ABC are dropping the ball. And I've been flicking channels. And you hate ads so much, and the ads during Big Brother are the worst ads. Do they do they still have the live streaming? Are you tuning into that? Are you watching the housemates? Is it up late? Can you watch them shower? Are you watching them shower? Yes. <laughs> Hook, line and sinker. I'm in. Oh, Season 8. Wow. It's like Channel 9. I don't know what. They've, they've brought it back and it's... Can you watch them after midnight and rated by hot dogs? <laughs> <laughs> I remember this hot is, dogs. Is, is wow. I thought you meant by people dressed up as hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> then I remembered there was a person called hot dogs. But I like that other um, idea. Nicola, can you fact check, fact check where is hot dogs I, now? I can tell you where hot dogs is. He's, um, he's selling gym memberships uh, for a Perth Fitness First. Oh, 
Well, why go. do you know? I know. Well, maybe I don't want to know how you know that. Yes. Hey, you want to know it? I know it. <laughs> Let's not argue, all right? Your sources have to be kept. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not checking that my, my, my sources in the gym industry. <laughs> They're pretty good. This, this is the first Big Brother where I have I have no idea who anyone is. Like I just I, I just don't have time to like get into it. So I know yeah, I know no. there's someone called Tully, and that's it. She's, I just, she's I, just gone, mate. I only know that she's from gone. TV Tonight headlines, but. They could, you guys could all be on Big Brother this year, and I have no idea. I would say that the contestants have all let themselves go, but I have no idea. <laughs> is there? Is, they've put an old woman on yet? They've been promising that for years. Oh, they have, but she's gone. Who? She doesn't break the kids. Wasn't, wasn't that Chrissy? She, did, she, did she get voted out or she died? Voted out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so morbid. She's gone. Um, is the dog still the, there? The, the high rating funeral episode was. Yeah, Mister Clooney, the dog, Mister Clooney. What happened to that? There was an intruder who was like a hippie guy with like curly long hair and he sweated a lot. That was actually a protester. <laughs> that was the Tacoma episode. That was me with a wig. <sighs> hey, so, nice. whoa, whoa, there's a dog this year that got, has he been voted out yet? No, Mr. Clooney is just uh, part of, part of the in, house. Yeah, he came in well, about three weeks ago. I don't think he's cared for properly. I have concerns about what the dog. Do you reckon well, Mr. Clooney's going to be seeking roles in the media after Big Brother? Do you think he'll be like the new bouncer on uh, Neighbours or something like that? No, because he won't be able to do anything because he's emotionally scarred from hanging out with such wankers. <laughs> I... But he's, he's doing promos for Chum and Pal. <laughs> all, like, <laughs> dog agents. TV! Dog TV! <laughs> he's going to hook up with Bitsy. <laughs> he's, he's doing promos for uh, Pal's Twister. Um... <laughs> I met, the, like, Gordon and the guy that had dreadlocks in the first Big Brother. Gordon and Todd. Oh, Todd. Todd. Yeah. He's over at PBS. Oh, okay. And this was when a Big Brother of Vic D was, like, a god that had descended down from television heaven. Like, mm. they were, like, legit. It was amazing to be in their presence. And they were just saying they were just having the worst nightmares after like in and out of the house so they just kept having nightmares that they were still in there uh, you look like you're having nightmares that you're still watching it <laughs> no, it's like I said it's the thing to watch this week eviction last week six left who's gonna win you sound too, Who too sad to so, be angry so you're going for Tim is he he's gonna win isn't he well, isn't he the favourite I think Tim's the favourite if Bug wins yeah Need to have a good look at yourself, Australia. Um, <laughs> Julian Taha. No, Tim. Odds on. In Melbourne Cup week, odds on favourite, Tim. For me, when it, uh, when it moved over to Channel 9 and Sonia Kruger started uh, hosting it, that, that was probably my, my number one turn-off uh, point for me. How, how do you put up with that? I really liked Gretel. Gretel was great. Yeah. Gretel had Gret. Oh, look, don't look. I haven't been watching the whole... Wait a minute. This, have, is, this is the voice of experience. Been, you know I've, Gretel. I've been watching it for two weeks, the last two weeks. I'm just saying that's all I'm saying. I didn't watch the whole series. Just want to get that out there. Like, so not, I don't know, but I I'm do know I'm not sure if that makes it better. Yeah, true. I, but, I, really, I really think, angry old man, you should sit down and have a good... Hard look at yourself. <laughs> he's like, he's just, we're actually we're actually angry at you this week. <laughs> but he's talking about Big Brother like a visit to a war memorial. <laughs> it's so it's so morose. You read it. You're a godsend. Savior. No, I'm I'm just postman. 
postman, the postman, the postman, the postman. Sean writes on the blog. Hey kiddies, if you haven't discovered it already, there is a little gem of a Canadian TV show called Slings and Arrows. How it never got screened in Australia is criminal, but well worth chasing down on DVD. Well, Sean, way back in episode 178 of Box Cutters, John Richards was with us. We did look at the first season of Slings and Arrows. I loved it. And I, I never went back looking for uh, the What's second season of it. Um, it was about a little uh, kind of community theatre company. And the guy from Due South, the, the Mountie from Due South, mm. was, was in it. He says that not screening on Australian television is criminal. But I think the fact that he's watching it and it's not screening on Australian Ooh. television is criminal. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's saying it's, it sounds like he's chased it down on DVD. Yeah, that's how, that, that, that is the ultimate. That's like the when you're out. writing a letter about something to get yourself out of copyright fraud, it's like, I love the DVD. It's just like, you didn't, you, you're downloading it, sir. Sorry. He's got a friend in Canada that posts him the DVDs. <laughs> Steal those letters. He knows how to, he knows what people mean. I can read between the lines. <laughs> and in fact, if you go on the blog back to episode 178, we have a, a link uh, from the Box Cutters website to purchases of uh, the DVDs right there. Handy. We're so useful. Handy. Hey, we do love your letters and uh, we love receiving them, whether it be a comment on the blog, uh, an extended email to us through the contact us form on the blog, or just a direct email to Facebook, Hooray tweet us, talk to us. Net. Twitter, we're at BoxcuttersCast. On Facebook, we are facebook.com slash boxcutters. No boxcutters podcast. If you want to send us a physical <laughs> mail, P.O. Box 2145, Brunswick, East Victoria, 3057. That's in the country of Australia. Send it care of boxcutters and uh, we'll get it. If you watch one. What would you watch uh, this week? My what to watch. What, what have you tracked down for yourself on the telly this week? Do you know, I'm such a lame but I'm going to say Redfern now, even though I, I saw the first couple of episodes of season one mm. and then I was just always busy and then I didn't have time to watch it or whatever. So I'm getting back into it and um, it is, it, it's extraordinary screenwriting and um, I think it's a, it's a... It's worthy television? Thank you. It, it's worthy you, television it? like it's, a, it's good Australian television and we're always talking about how we want good Australian television and I think Redford now is a good example of that. It's, um, it's edgy and it's passionate and whatever. So it's on on Thursdays on ABC One um, at 8.30pm. Is it a show with a message? I think I, th- I don't think it needs like you don't need to be pushy just because it's got indigenous like storylines and stuff, Aboriginal issues and things. It doesn't need to have a message. It's just like it's telling it like it is. It's very honest screenwriting. Still, uh, my watch one thing will be SBS two. That is a channel that might be news to a lot of people. SBS are trying to uh, to get all the, the funky kids in. Yeah, well, they're doing a good job because uh, Monday nights at 10.45, you've got Comedy Bang Bang. Love that. Scott Ackerman. I've been listening to the podcast for years. Yeah, so Scott Ackerman, who was a writer on Mr. Show, which is uh, pretty much the undisputed in anyone I argue with uh, greatest <laughs> sketch show ever. Really? Yeah, it had um, Bob Come Oden- on, full frontal. 
Yeah, well, it's a close call. Um, Bob Odenkirk before he was big as uh, Saul in Breaking Bad. Yeah, well, it's it's really strange because you'll see uh, YouTube clips of Mr. Show and it's like, oh, it's Tobias and Saul. Yes. So it's got uh, uh, David Cross, who's Tobias in Rest Development, yep. and Bob Odenkirk, who's uh, Saul on Breaking Bad. And, uh, yeah, Scott was a writer on that and a performer. And then he had a podcast called Comedy Bang Bang, which uh, turned into a TV show. And it's sort of like a, a mock talk show. So it's it's like a a talk show on acid, like very. It's, um, it's it so is, surreal. It's so awful. I caught it. Oh. I caught it a couple of weeks ago and just went, "What oh. is this awfulness?" Settle down, Marion. It's awful. What not, it's not to a watch? What not, it's not to a watch, folks? <laughs> really? Okay. Well, um, I, I, I've always loved uh, Reggie Watts' work on uh, on the podcast and and on the show. Uh, he he does that kind of really awkward uh, band sideman kind of deal. Yeah, and it's really it's quite surreal, and they have you know some really really cool uh, guests. The uh, guests are awesome, but he is no. I don't know if it's too dry. Maybe it's too dry. Like for I, you, I know, right? What? But I just like I was just watching it, going, what? Maybe it's too intellectual. Could be. Could be. <laughs> Need to dumb it down for this little lady. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> Maybe Steel could do like a you know how they have the on um DVD extras there's like the producers and stuff explaining shit as it's happening. Maybe Steel could do a, a commentary for an episode for me. I know I'd rather have like really good stuff that you don't watch. That's awesome. That's, <laughs> that suits me just fine. And it's also on uh on demand, SBS on demand, so you can click and watch that whenever and uh What are they up to? Cuz like it's, it's season 2. Yep. I think I the one I, I know they just recorded a Halloween episode with uh Pee-wee Herman. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm not sure when that screens in Australia, but um, maybe I'll just buy the DVD early. Mm. Uh, Taddy, are you not ashamed? Too ashamed to... It's got a last final week. Big brother. <laughs> Big brother. Where, Without a doubt. What channel is that on? Channel 9. Channel I don't nine? know. I think it's on every night. Is that Big Brother's... It feels fi- like it's on every night. Is that Big Brother's final week or your final week? <laughs> it will be my final week. <laughs> It'll be the end of me. As anyone with any cred... It's time to go, will to live. <laughs> it's time to go, angry old man, yes. Nicola? Well, I'm really shocked over this tutty business. I'm going to have to process this because I've sort of taken up where he left off some weeks ago with his giant jellyfish show and I've been into the uh, Fish Warrior on SBS2. What? <laughs> <laughs> Thursday nights, SBS2, 7.30. So, so that's like a... Is is that like a a, a salmon with a katani blade? <laughs> no, I, th- I, th- I thought oh, it was another TV show oh, in the Marvel universe. Like it. No, sorry, it's a Nat Geo um, documentary series about this man with you know odd hair who goes chasing huge fish. <laughs> sorry, and did you say gills? Gills, <laughs> a man with gills. It's not. No, it's a, it's a documentary. There's no magic in this what? show at all. He hasn't had gillyweed. Starring, from Harry Potter. <laughs> starring Vincent Chase. No, a weird, do- weird dude. That's callback. Cool a nerd, nerdy-looking man um, who chases giant fish. And this uh, one on Thursday coming up is colossal catfish. When when does he does it, does a fish ever get away from him and they go there's plenty more fish in the sea? I don't know. No, they're taking themselves very seriously. They would never. So environment, climate change. There's not plenty more fish in the sea. He's a lifelong okay. angler. Take, 
Take that, single people. (laughs) (laughs) That metaphor does not stand up. You're going to be very lonely in a polluted earth. Yeah, overfishing. Come on. Don't you know about the fishing problem? But he puts them back. Because they're enormous. You can't sneak them out. And uh, I was very excited to, uh, when I was looking for my one thing for this week, to see that Generation Kill is on our televisions locally on ABC2 on Monday night this week on 11, at 11.45, so quite late. Um, this it was the story, I, I think it was based on a book, or at least based on the reportings from a Rolling Stone uh, magazine journalist who was embedded with the uh, marine company as they were entering uh, Iraq. I think this was mm. back in two thousand. Um, so and and there's there's amazing kind of you know like a race between the army and and the marines and and just kind of crazy commander type type people in there. Um, it's got a pretty good uh, cast. It's it's an amazing story. Check it out. It'll that will be on iView uh, if you've missed any of them so far. So what, Nicola? Again, you guys are really good on your facts and you're getting all the things I hope you miss, but you got them a lot right. Uh, just following on from Brett's What to Watch, Generation Kill was based on the book by Evan Wright about his experience as a reporter with the first reconnaissance in the 2003 invasion of Iraq. Also, I'm thrilled about Murder, She Wrote returning. Are you, are you happy that as a 30-something black woman that's the I new don't think Angela that's, Lansbury? I know. I don't know. <laughs> about that I looked her up Octavia Spencer yep she was in Dinner for Schmucks and The Help two films from the last few years and she got a swag of awards more than three is a swag I've decided so I'm so so what were the awards for Uh, uh, supporting actress in Dinner for Schmucks and The Help so so she's a comic actor yeah Comic, comic actor mostly yeah oh and also she's in that show you guys talked about last week Mom Mom. The new Chuck Lorre fi- uh, series. Yeah. So, yeah, she's in that as well. So, that was something that we've talked about before. Um, so, did you say Mom's not a hideous show? No, I said it's a hideous show. There you go. <laughs> now, that's a fact. <laughs> I'm, I'm also, I've, yeah, I think I've been warping the uh, facts a little because, again, you guys have got your spot on with your information, so it's hard to check. What um, else is interesting in uh, what we've touched on tonight? And Tuddy was surprised to hear about Jed Whedon. So he did, uh, Brett mentioned it briefly, but he did Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. And in, that's an internet show. It was internet and uh, they, they released the DVDs. Uh, yeah. It was starring Neil Patrick Harris and yes, uh, right. Nathan Fillion was also, uh, I think he was the baddie in it. Or the goodie. Mm. Uh, yeah. So he's for, yeah. So he's sort of probably most famous for that. He has written on some of Joss Whedon's other shows, but he did Doctor Horrible, and he won two Streamy awards for his work on that. Streamies are they made of gold? Golden Streamies. <laughs> I don't know. What else was made of? Oh, Steel was giving somebody gold. I looked up Steel, and he is the drunk guy at the RSL in the date. <laughs> oh, she had to fact check you. Yeah, the story checks out. I did. I did also try and Google where is hot dogs. I think we're going to have to go with Steele on that. All I found out was that he was a uh, West Coast supporter. Yeah, well, he's in Western but Australia. So on his there we go. <laughs> the last I heard, I, I think he got arrested because he was getting oral sex on a street somewhere. Oh, yeah, I read that. I thought yeah, everyone that knew that. That's, that's dumb. Yeah, it's like a prequel in how he got his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the backstory. Oh, we found out that before we all. found out how the guy in Marvel uh, came back from the dead. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, um... When I 
cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. It's been great to have you in, Steele. That, that pork thing never makes me not hungry. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Every time, like, I, I, like, I remember the last time I heard it was pulling into a carport. Like, I have that mental image of going, yeah, pork. That, that is good. That juicy, juicy pork at Brian Nankervis's house. Yeah. So the product placement in this podcast is uh, off the hook. If we're quick, we can make it over for a cattle meal. That'd be <laughs> awesome. So you got to come back? It's it's been a good uh, a good. This is like the end of sale of the century. <laughs> I think I'm just going to take a pick out of the showcase. Actually, you guys, I'm I'm going to steal four triple R stickers and uh, not come back next week. I'll be here. You just have to tell me what show to watch, and then uh, yeah, it's, it's good you mentioned that because uh, we're actually taking next week off. That's the uh, Melbourne Cup weekend. I will be back that week then. <laughs> As you were last week, yes. yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, and uh, so we'll be we will be back the week after. Um, uh, the podcast might go up a day later. We'll see how the edit goes. We're going to mix it um, up. Uh, because we'll be recording a day later. Yeah. Uh, but we will be looking at Peaky Blinders, yeah. which is a uh, UK show. Uh, it's a period piece set in nineteen nineteen in Birmingham and uh, starring Cillian Murphy and also <laughs> Sam Neill. But don't hold that against uh, it. I don't like Sam Neill. So if you want to uh, read along at home or participate at home or send us what you think, uh, check it out before uh, Tuesday the 12th of November at uh, 6.30pm Australian Daylight Savings Time. I'll just get in a cheeky plug. If, you, if you're stinging because you don't have box cutters this week, get on uh, I Love Gringo Letters. Uh, tonight it'll be, be up by the time you hear this. We've got one with Miff Warhurst oh, wow. and we review a lot of uh, – we love a lot of Miss, Miff Warhurst letters and it's, uh, it's quite a good episode. She only ever gets positive letters in the Green Guide, doesn't she? Uh, not all positive. Really? Not all positive. The Green Guide is a uh, treacherous place. Tread lightly. <laughs> How's she feeling about uh, about the return of Spicks and Specs without her and, and how there's going to be some new doyen of, of Australian music TV? She's just worried for them about... Because she was saying that uh, when they got started, they didn't have social media, so they could sort of suck for a while. And uh, the people... Uh, next year will not have that uh, luxury one bit. They're going to get some heavy hashtags thrown their way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she was, you know, fine, but she was just like, oh, they've got... They're fucked. Yeah, they're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> you got comedy shows on still. How are you doing those? I run two. I run uh, Spleen on Monday nights. It's quite a legendary gig. It's uh, free to get in. Uh, on uh, Burke Street, up top of Burke. And a new one, which has been going really well, which is public bar comedy at the public bar in uh, in the city, just behind just the Queen the market? Vic Market. And uh, it's like five bucks. And we've had sterling uh, acts come down. It's It's been really good. We had, uh, we had Randy the other week and uh, killed it. It's a super full room and uh, the best I uh, happen to have a, a few comedians in the phone and I can uh, text them in a whiny enough voice that they'll come down and do uh, super sweet shows for Melbourne. Did you get Rove to do one while he was in town? I did not, no. Have we had Husey in yet? Have not had Husey in yet. He's uh, Is he only a headliner Athenaeum kind of guy? Uh, no, it, it's the, the thing the, uh, in about a month it, it's really good to go to comedy rooms in Melbourne because everyone realises that their comedy festival uh, needs an hour of material mm-hmm. and at, at places like Spleen and Public Bar you'll see 
um, the stuff they're going to cut out from their comedy festival. Yeah, right? yeah, which is is fun to watch them. There's nothing like a uh, big name comedian realizing the last four minutes of their life was a big mistake. So uh, yeah, get out there and see some comedy and uh, get amongst it. If you miss us over the week, you can catch us on social media. I'm at Bbox on the Twitter. Uh, you're still Saunders. I'm at Steel Saunders. At Steel Saunders. I'm at Nicola Holiday. Tuddy. Yeah. <laughs> and Marion's administrator on the box cutters Facebook page. Yeah. Talk to me. You're not you're not really out there on the Twitter. I used to be on the Twitter mm. when I had Screen Media. But I, I am there, but I don't I don't look at it, so don't worry about me. I don't exist. I'm invisible. Ignore me. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 358. It's been lovely being here with you, and uh, thanks especially to Steele for uh, for joining us and everybody in the studio. Marion Blythe, Nicola Holiday, angry old man. I, I think we should thank all our televisions. You've been great, guys. Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm continuing to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Well, the week after. Same bad time. <laughs> same bad channel. Woo! Peace out. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world, whose studios we use to record this show pretty much each and every week. The show is produced by Brett Cropley with Marion Bly, Rachel Howe, Chris Rankin, Chris Tuddy, and the very handsome Dave Lawson. Brett Cropley records, edits, and produces the audio. Peter Wilson keeps everything nicely greased up on the internet end. If you enjoyed this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Tell three friends, write emails, post on Facebook, and tweet about us. It means so much to us and spreads the word. Send us your thoughts, feelings, and deepest secrets through the Contact Us form on the blog at boxcutters.net. Thanks, as always, to Josh Canal. It's all kind of different without you. I did make a... Uh, when I, I was, at one point, I was in the background playing the pokies, mm-hmm. and I was trying to go into... Go, trying to go into business for myself and and make a like a spin-off series about problem gambling and I was just hoping that my performance would be that heavy that people couldn't focus on what's happening in the front in the foreground and they'd just look at my the anguish on my Do face. You have your head in your hands and you know like pulling your hair a little bit. Yeah, oh, that's my rent. I'll spin one more time. Oh, that's my girlfriend's present. Oh, that's right. We broke up last Fallen week. shoulders, lots of angst. Yeah. And then I you know, got on my phone, I was, I was ringing my mate Bruce for, to borrow some money. He's sick of me borrowing money. Uh, he told me to piss off. Wow, you um, really de- like really stretched it out. Yeah, my spin-off was in expanded. black and white, though, just to show how serious the situation was. With a, like a serious soundtrack. Yeah, really serious. Violins? Yeah, it's like, it was like we were watching Big Brother. <laughs> you know who likes to watch Big Brother? Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Gutters.